0: Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. And that can only mean one thing. It's time for Guys of a Certain Age, Robbie Koblenz, in the studio with Art Shirley and Jay Reed. How do we ever decide who go, you know, who does that first? I mean, it, we're, we're doing it in counterclockwise order. Have we decided what... I mean, you guys just kind of chime in at a certain time.
1: We've figured it out. We've worked long and hard. The to first get shall order. be last, That's the right. the last shall be first. <laughs> wow. And the middle shall be Jan. What? No.
0: Marsha, Marsha, Marsha.
1: All right, Not happy Monday, guys. How are you guys
0: today? Good. Doing well. Good, good. Slip in this morning. um, I don't even. I don't want to talk
1: about it. Nobody wants to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Nobody got time for that. I ain't got time for that. I go second in case we need to cut. (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) easier. It's uh, like when you take a family photo and go, "Could you stand on the end and maybe give me a little gap there between the next person?" Yeah,
0: so we'll Photoshop you out. Are we saying Jay's in the crop room? Is yeah, what it yeah is. that's right. That's so, right.
1: Uh, well, hey, only this, for the only for the sleeping in late kind. Of
0: uh, there you go, there you go. So this is a special guys of a certain age. We've got uh, special guests joining Art uh, in mere moments, but we wanted to get into our Geeks of the Week first, so that you would have the full benefit, you dear listener, of he- hearing all three of our voices. So uh, who
1: wants to go first? Oh, let me go first. This is a, a, a short one. I don't know if y'all uh, seen this or not yet. I actually tried to look it up and could not find it. But I saw something this morning about uh, Spider-Man 4 announcement. Which, if you're keeping track of the number of episodes they've done, have you anyone of y'all seen this yet? No, mm-hmm. not specifically. Okay, uh, Spider-Man uh, with Tom Holland. There've been. There's another one coming out shortly, Far From Home, right? Yes. And that's coming out in July. Yeah, July, July 9th, I believe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, first week in July, or maybe or July fifth.
0: Uh, one of those July. So anyway,
1: you see this uh, Spider-Man logo and then a, a number four made out of spider webbing. And it's a teaser trailer from, or it's a teaser poster from Marvel, and they're going. What does this mean? And a lot of fans are freaking out, hoping that what it means is that there's a Spider-Man Fantastic Four team up in the works. And that they're going to be announcing that because in the comics there were several times he wanted to join Fantastic Four at the beginning, and actually took I think Johnny's place at some point uh, in the comics. Uh, so that would be a cool way to bring the Fantastic Four sure. into. Uh, it's still going to be the Sony. Version of the MCU, or right? I mean, even though it's even though it's part of, uh I,
0: I believe Sony has has reconciled the fact that they need to let Kevin Feige produce Run things yeah produce yeah. everything and yeah. let's just let's just jump on that marvel cash train and let them do what they need which to
1: which is a brilliant idea for sony you know yeah. and that's what uh so i think that's anyway nobody knows what it is i mean there's also rumors that it's toby mcguire making a desperate comeback with uh, spider-man Four, or, or could it be the fourth spider-man oh the fourth Spider. who got to play spider-man yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm. so you got you got toby you got garfield you got tom holland do yeah. we have a fourth Spider-Man coming up? Hmm. Or does that mean that Into the Spider-Verse was actually Spider-Man 2?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that, I can see that, too. But I like the Fantastic Four idea. I think that would be a great way to bring them in, not necessarily do an origin story, which we've seen a couple of times already, uh, and just go ahead and bring them in as characters. And then, you know, maybe they would have their own um movie that proper movie later i'd anyway, love to see Mike them J. back Week. i would love to see them back yeah i think so too i, I would love to see them well done and back exactly yeah that's yeah. what i'm what i meant yeah
2: jay what you got oh, what yeah. i got what yeah. I, got? I got or, or yeah. do you want us to cut you off now no <laughs> <laughs> i'll give it a shot i was roaming around the interweb and found a, a site for people like me it's called TwoGeeksWhoEat.com is the number two. Is this a
1: podcast that you guys have done without me? (laughs) Oh, you busted us, Jay. I didn't realize I was on this.
2: But it's mostly, I mean, it's kind of recipes, but it's like they've got a list of foods or recipes that are inspired by comics, by Disney, by Harry Potter, horror, uh, Star Wars, uh, television, video games. So you go through this and like if you want to have a, avengers endgame party they got 50 marvel recipes there's a captain marvel um, smoothie bowl and it's like bright red on one side bright blue on the other and then the granola in the shape of the marvel star whatever's on her you know on that uniform so it's just all of that it's it's a lot of recipes it's some cookbook reviews that sort of thing but it's the place to go if you want to if you're having somebody over you're going to watch a movie you want to do something like that this is where it comes um and this is where to go to I picked one out here. Um, I saw this weekend the live uh, version of Aladdin. Oh yeah, uh, enjoyed that. And uh, was
0: it a whole new world for you? <laughs> Don't
2: yeah. you dare close your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I was tired, but I brought some <laughs> snacks to keep me awake. But um, at what point did you go to the bathroom? I, at the end of okay. the movie. Good. Good yes, it was. I, I did use Wait. the Run P app. But I did not need it. Was that in the theater, or was that actually in the bathroom? uh, It was in the theater. (laughs) No, no. I didn't know. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mrs. Reed. Back to the recipe. They have a recipe for the Agrabah baklava bite. So there's a song A Friend Like Me that the genie sings, Mm -hmm. and he talks about baklava. And then later, I think they talk about figs and pistachios in the original movie. So they've got this. You know, baklava takes a lot of work. It does. I've never made it, but. That's why, <laughs> because it's a, it's a high-intensity uh, workload to make it. So these baklava bites look more like what I would call a sambusa or a samosa, kind of the triangle-shaped we filling. We
0: don't use that type of language on this <laughs> podcast, <yet>. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> no speaking Hindi? Um, anyway, so this is a baklava bite. It's got the same phyllo dough and still got a filling of figs and pistachios and something else, but it's so much easier to make. So I'm, I'm thinking I might try that. One he's, day. he's got if you'll be nicer to me i might bring some up here hey what's who the name of the website again it's two geeks who eat who number <laughs> two geeks who eat
1: so don't say number two after we've <laughs> talked about the ip app please
0: <laughs> who brought you peanut butter cups today you did yes okay did. yeah all right just want to remind you of that and yeah, we thank you so much so that's that's my geek of the week yeah that's pretty that's cool geeks who eat yeah just don't listen to the actual podcast Art. We don't want your feelings yeah, to be right. hurt. Yeah. Good. So um, I came across something incredibly cool. Uh, you guys remember uh, Adam Savage from Mythbusters, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mythbusters has been off the air, I guess, what, three, four years at this point? Yeah. Maybe a little bit longer than that.
1: And I think it may be a little longer than that. Yeah. And,
0: you know, Adam Savage is just the, the, the biggest geek out there. He's such a, you know, he would fit right in on this podcast. And Adam, if you're listening, you're welcome to come in at any point. Obviously, we may have an opening at the end of our uh, studio table here soon. So uh, he's got a new TV show coming up on Discovery called Savage Builds. And so, one of the things that they have done is they have made the Iron Man Model 2 armor uh, with Kevin Feige, the uh, aforementioned producer of the Marvel films, gave them the CAD files and they created an Iron Man suit out of titanium. Wow. They, they printed it with a
1: uh, 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 3D automa- printer, with yeah. the, but was using titanium instead yes. of, wow. And they must uh, have a sponsor
0: and yeah, yeah, but they cannot hold to the integrity that we can as we, (laughs) as we so declare at the beginning of our podcast, uh, and they also have this this flying system, so it's an Iron Man suit that flies. That it, is awesome. It is pretty amazing. Will it hold a person? Is just the yeah. Suit? No, no. There's a guy in it.
1: That's a good question because no. if it's just an Fly, Iron Man suit that flies. Like, dang, well, that that's was a lot of money too. down the
0: road. Yeah. There's a picture right there, guys. Oh
1: yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah, so wow. a guy he, he got up like 20 feet in the air. Uh huh. He's got those turbines on his arms. And I know you, dear listeners, can't see this, but we'll yeah, put yeah, I think there's a us. video of this too somewhere. There is, is yeah. a video of yeah. it. It's pretty unbelievable yeah so, that's awesome yeah so i like adam savage anyway yeah adam savage is great he's a huge uh expanse fan as um, well so we need to do an expanse episode you of, can watch it i guess first yeah you probably you can
2: tell me what that
0: is later and we'll talk about it <laughs> yeah there you go um so anyway we keep I, eating, we'll be doing an expanse episode thank you very much <laughs> that's right
1: Jake Boom. put the rim shot in there, think, Oh, uh,
0: Wow! Wow! Anyway, you guys see what I've put up with on a Monday with these two, uh, but that's pretty cool. They actually yeah. 3D printed an Iron Man Mark II suit, and they had a um, they had an action figure from the movie that they used as their final model to to get the hinging right and all that. It's pretty pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so, if you haven't seen it, listeners, uh, hit the show notes. Uh, it's a 10-minute video. Uh, it's an excerpt from from one of the episodes of Savage Builds, which will be premiering on Discovery Channel soon. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah.
1: And I'll have to say, MythBusters. That was just one of those shows we did not miss when you know my kids were growing up. We would we would just love to watch that I show. I like that one too. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. be right back with the show. And I'm talking to my guest, Phil Valentine, with a show that could be very easily be missed. And we're back with guys of a certain age right now with a special in the field segment. This is Art Shirley. I'm flying solo right now, uh, but with me is a guest of mine. Uh, brother-in-law, Phil Valentine.
3: Phil? Hi, Art. How are you? I'm a guy of a certain age, too, but probably more of an age than you are.
1: Yeah, actually it's maybe an uncertain age at some point. exactly.
3: Well, I stopped telling
1: people. It's harder to remember, (laughs) you know. Uh, for those that don't know, in addition to being my brother-in-law and married to my sister, Phil is a successful radio host. You're with Cumulus Media. Cumulus again. Media. Mm-hmm. Thank you. He's also an author of both fiction and nonfiction, including the uh, recent Sterling McQueen novel yes. and that series coming up. He's a documentary filmmaker. Tell the people about the— An Inconsistent Truth. Inconsistent yes. Truth, was which was rebuttal to Al Gore's An Inconvenient Truth. Right. Really? Uh, actually got to do the uh, poster for that, so that was a lot of fun to do that. Uh, he's also an actor. He's been in Atlas Shrugged. Which part hold on, was hold, it again? Hold on,
3: hold on, hold on, hold on. We're dropping Minnesota. That was it. That's that's it. was my learning. That's
1: it. We could probably just cut there, but we'll continue. <laughs> and of course, to me, the ever-popular Letter from Death Row, which I call a Letter from Jethro. <laughs> he's also a singer and songwriter. Maybe we'll have more on that later, uh, as that's unveiled to the world. Ooh, that's right. Uh, we won't be giving that spoiler away. Uh, and currently, Phil is working with his son, my nephew, to follow the format y'all use as introducing people, Campbell Valentine, on a highly successful podcast
3: called Pod Goats. That's the world famous Podgoats.
1: Yes, the world famous <laughs> Pod Goats. That's right. As we like to As say, you yeah. like to Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, just a phenomenal show. Been, a, Thank been you. able to listen to that. And even if I weren't related. Uh, I would be a fan of that show and, and, and certainly uh, congratulate y'all on the success that y'all well, have had thank you. And
3: we're fans of your show, too, well, by the way. Well, thank yeah. you very much. You're ob-
1: obligated to say that. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I would have, have cut words together to make it sound like you thank did. Thank you. And, yeah. and who knows that I didn't do that. Speaking of Podgoats, we're actually recording this in the Haunted Cabin Studio <laughs> of the Podgoats. <laughs> But you know, Phil, and and with all that you've done, with all that you've accomplished, all these things I've mentioned, this this, this laundry list of things that you've done with your life, it's starting to sound like somebody's going to come in and says, right. "This is your this life." Is your life. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah we've won a lifetime achievement award, and I apologize for the squeaking chair, um, but it's part of the.
3: Haunted That's right. That wasn't you. That That's was right. the haunt. That was the. I, that was I'm not the even in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but that kind of ties into to what I want to talk to you about today. To me, one of your most significant accomplishments yeah. something that, as long as I've known you, I've wanted to find out more about this. And this was your time as a horror. What was a movie series? Horror, host? Movie, yeah, horror, horror movie, movie, movie series host, yeah. host mm-hmm. Benedictine the Mad Monk. The Mad Monk. Mm-hmm, yeah. Now. This has recently resurfaced on YouTube. Maybe a few years ago it came back. Yeah, somebody
3: back. found that. I can't believe yeah. they found that. Because I had I tried to buy up every copy there was. <laughs> yeah.
1: and, we'll, and you had said you've got it on some type of uh, tape format that uh, wasn't something we could watch. Maybe a commercial-grade thing. Yeah, whatever sure,
3: they do in TV stations, it's the bigger. And, you know, yeah. Robbie would know about this Yeah, stuff. Robbie, yeah.
1: And I've talked to Robbie. Maybe trying to find this uh, way to do this, but I haven't. It
3: you, looks like a huge VHS, yeah, but it's yeah, a lot bigger. Yeah,
1: you know? probably a beta. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, Anyway, uh, three quarter or an inch uh, uh, tape, whatever. Robbie will be correcting me. You know, he'll probably <laughs> probably his right probably, <laughs> probably dubbing in his correction right now. And thank you for that, Robbie. If you do, but anyway, uh, so I had not seen this. We had talked about it forever, and you did this. What time period? Um, I'm th-
3: um late eighties. That's I think? what I'm thinking. Yeah, late. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe maybe early. 80s. 80s. Maybe, well, I don't know. Okay. I'm trying to remember when exactly it was. Uh, I know it was in early 80s because I moved to Nashville in 85. So Okay.
1: Were you married yet? Were you and Susan married? I think you may have been or not. I
3: don't think we were. Okay. So it must have been late, late just, 80s. As you know. With, we got married in 19 times. With guys
1: yeah. of a certain age, there's a lot of ambiguity What when and was and
3: That's right. I, I'm thinking <coughs> 88, 89 somewhere. Because I've been working for. for a, now, no, it was color television, though. It was yes, color, right. yes. <laughs> yes yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. It was color. And I was the voice, uh, the house announcer for, for uh, Fox 17 at that time. It was just Z17. They weren't a Fox affiliate. It
1: was late 80s. I remember seeing it at the YouTube. You responded to somebody that said, and you had been, I think, the house announcer from 86 to 89 mm-hmm. or somewhere, said it happened somewhere in those years. So what's the station again that you were you were doing this for?
3: It's WZTV in Nashville. It's Fox 17 in Nashville now. Okay. But it was it was ZTV back okay. in and the day. It was independent. It was owned by, actually, at one point, I think we were owned by um, uh, Norman Lear, I oh, think, wow. at the time. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, yeah, so I was just, you know, I would come in once a week and and just do all the voice stuff for him, you know, coming up on whatever, the Andy Griffith show and all that. Okay, so
1: the lead-ins that you would hear, you know, between shows, you would be the one doing that. Mm -hmm. How did this lead into Benedictine, The Mad Month? I mean, it, it seems like an obvious path to me you know yeah, well, doing yeah, this. Hey, by the way can't you dress as an old monk and, and lead these horror shows but tell me how it
3: happened well it's interesting because out at the metro center in nashville where they where the radio station or the tv station is uh, there is what do you call it that there's a monastery for the for the monks and then for the nuns there's a a nunnery, <laughs> nunnery. Is that do the it it a nunnery okay. go? Yes, so as, as
1: Billy Shakespeare
3: would say. Yeah, there's a nunnery out there, or whatever you call it, but uh, and it's it's not too far from the from the uh, television station. So I used to drive by that when I was doing the uh, voiceover stuff, and I started thinking, you know, what if there were a monastery here at one point, but they tore down the monastery to build the television station, but they didn't know that there was a a cellar, a wine cellar down there, and this mad monk had stayed down there as they built this whole thing. And then he comes up and sort of has his way with the place at night while everybody's gone. And so I pitched this to the folks, and I said, you know, he's going to live in the basement. His name is the Mad Monk, Benedictine the Mad Monk. And they said, this is a great idea. And so uh, they built a set for it in the whole nine yards. And, uh, I, went and had my, I did my own costume and put everything together. I had a skull cap. You know, make me right. bald. Now I don't need a school yeah, cap. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> you've grown into the part.
3: I've grown yeah. into the part, uh-huh. and then uh, you know, it was just corny, and I it's just a lot of wordplay stuff. You're familiar with that, so I, I, yes, just, I yes. put this all together. I still got the Mad Monk costume because on the pod goats, if you will look at the conspiracies, we we do our different. Uh, we do a different cover for each episode. So with the Conspiracies episode, right. we're both in that. We shot, obviously, yeah, different. Uh-huh. That's the Mad Monk uh, costume. Right. That yeah. I made myself. I made that oh, myself. Oh, you made that I, made I don't that think myself. I ever knew that.
1: Yeah, I made that myself. Okay, well, that's phenomenal. Yeah. You know? yeah, And you did your own makeup. Yep. You bought the skull cap. Yep. Came up with a character. I love the backstory. I, I'm sure you had told me that before, but... It's pretty cool. Being yeah. a guy of a certain age, I'd completely forgotten. Of course. But, uh, yeah, I think it was really cool. And to me, uh, you know, the... The production value of the set, given given what you were working with, I thought was very good. I mm-hmm. thought the whole thing looked really, really good, and it was certainly in keeping with that genre of of, of horror host uh, Elvira. movie. Sorry, yeah, you know, look back—you've got uh, Vampire was, was one of the first, I think, in the in the fifties or the, maybe the early sixties, and kind of served as the inspiration for Elvira. Mm-hmm. You have. Uh, uh, Svengoolie, I think, is still doing it today. One of the more, you know, uh, common, uh, one of the more popular people that are around. Uh, do you remember Joe Bob Briggs? Mm, I don't. Joe Bob Briggs. Most of the people took the approach of being kind of a horror character, like a, a vampire or Elvira, the Mistress to the of uh, the Dark, and, and Sven Gulli is is some kind of ghoul. Uh, Cryptkeeper, you know, to use the animated folks. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs does a thing where um, he's kind of dressed almost in a Roy Rogers type cow, uh, cowboy outfit. And uh, is sitting in what looks like a drive-in theater, like a, you can pull a lawn chair in a drive-in theater, and he uh, uh, brings has comments for every movie as opposed to like thumbs up or done thumbs down. He tells there's you know this many beheadings, there's this much nudity, and all this kind of oh, stuff. Really? So he ranks it by by things that would appeal to people based on that. So he knows his demographic very well. Uh, and then, did you ever watch uh, SCTV? The you know the the uh, Canadian. Uh, version of Saturday Night Live that uh, yeah, John Candy, that. Mm-hmm. Rick Moranis started on. They had uh, Joe Flaherty as Count Floyd, who was making fun of that, okay. that genre. And the thing is, it's really hard to parody because it it's almost a parody of itself. Well, that In was my case, deal. I
3: mean, mine was, uh, was a parody of that, too. I mean, yeah. it was never meant to be serious, obviously. And people yeah. say, oh, that's so embarrassing. It's funny because when this is years after this thing, because it didn't last very long. It lasted a few weeks. And, you know, I always think that, that you know, they canceled me because they thought it was bad. It was too much trouble. I mean, they had to roll the set out, and Uh that was about the time they became the Fox affiliate And so they needed that space because they were building a news set for the newsroom. Right.
1: What what time did it run? What day and time did you say it ran, or did you?
3: It ran on Saturday nights, I
1: believe. Saturday nights. And so this Overnight, yeah. Okay. So what they were doing was taking... uh, Were they already running a horror or a movie Yeah, that's how I got the
3: idea. They started running horror movies at night, you know. Okay. And all all of them starred Christopher Lee, I think. Yeah, yeah. And and so I got the idea. I said, you know, I'd seen a couple of them because I'd been up at night. And I said, Mm. they need a host for this. They were just run them, and then they were just, you know, I said, this is kind of boring. They need some host in between to make it fun. And so we did it a few weeks, and then they decided not to do it anymore, and they just told us they're canceling The Mad Monk. And I don't even know, four, five, six weeks, something like that, we did it, and that was it. But it was funny because um, years later, now Johnny B is my producer. He's also, uh, you know, on, your radio on show. the radio show. Mm-hmm. Sidekick, whatever. uh uh-huh. He's on. We're, we're
1: people would about, say the backbone, the actual, the guy that carries the weight. Exactly, Many people would brains of the operation.
3: <laughs> that's Johnny B I mean. is
1: a great guy. Andy, Shout out to guy. Johnny Bosman. Yeah. So
3: uh, he, we were talking about just things you've done that I've tried. You know, mm-hmm. you got to get out there and try. Uh, you may fail at stuff. I said, for instance, and I started telling the story. I said I came up with this character on uh and told the whole story like it and I said, it was called the mad monk and Johnny said that was you that was the- I remember seeing that going good great that's the most embarrassing yeah. thing I've ever seen Mike so he remembers seeing it he, he didn't have a really good impression but at least he remembered seeing it yeah
1: yeah and that's the thing I think that uh you know it's certainly been uh, a part of your life a great part of the the success that that you have and I think is a is a lesson for all you kids out there uh <laughs> you know, you've got to try things. You can't to. be afraid to take a chance on things because some things are going to work out, some things aren't, but you're going to learn something from every different thing, and this is starting to sound like a after-school oh, yeah. special, That's and I don't right. mean for it to.
3: Yeah, you can't hit home runs unless you're swinging. That's so. exactly That's, right. Yeah. But it's interesting, too, because now that this thing hit, uh, that YouTube thing, and then there's some horror magazine, and you, I, they're going to be mad at me because I don't remember it some a magazine that everybody reads, you know, mm-hmm. that, that is into this kind of thing. Like Fangoria
1: or something Whatever. like that. They yeah. did an interview
3: with me. Oh really? And had me in the magazine. Yeah. yeah. They sent me a copy too. And uh, but I you know I'm I'm I, it was like almost um See, I get. They expected me to to be in. You know, they expected yeah. me to understand all that genre. I just right. didn't. You know, right? I didn't. You understand did, You it. did
1: not come from this as a horror movie aficionado, exactly. although you were a fan. Mm-hmm. But most of these folks, like Joe Bob Briggs, some of these guys that well, come into hardcore. it, that's their whole thing. Right. You know, and uh, they're they're kind of like the Siskel and Ebert of the horror genre. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you went to it from a sense of fun, and I think that a lot of times is where people are most successful because if you're watching, unless a, it was the Mad Monk. <laughs> well, I, I understand the Mad Monk was not successful, but some of these others that co with it and you know kind of that have a respect for the movie, you know, but still are willing to have a little fun with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you ever watch Mystery Science Theater mm-hmm. 3000? You not know, familiar yeah. with that? Uh, that turned into a
3: huge. Is that thing. the one where the guys the silhouettes, those guys yeah, are making comments yeah, on them, yeah, you know, and or of whatever course, they are.
1: Yeah, yeah, the robots, the guys, or mm-hmm. whatever. That turned into a huge cult classic favorite because these people had a genuine love for these schlocky B movies that you know were on drive-ins and you know and and basically people were just using them as background noise to make out in the backseat of cars right well these guys loved them and and of course they've they've turned it into into something that uh, that kind of had a a real successful in a cult Classic kind of way, cult following kind of way with that.
3: Because they do running commentary. Yeah, they the do. Now and the reason I've seen the movies yeah, before, so right. they may as well see yeah. the commentary.
1: The reason I don't like it is because I want to be doing my own commentary. Right. You know, I don't want these guys. <laughs> but but I love those kind of movies. Now, do you have? I know, like you said, not an aficionado, but are there particular? horror movies or, or monster movies in that genre that you like, the old-style the old style things? Well, the
3: one thing, the one that sticks in my head uh, was, uh, I guess it was the original movie of that was, I don't know what it was called, Little Shop of Horrors, but that's what it was, because yeah. it was a movie where... They, the, this, the one with Jack Nicholson. I don't know. Jack Nicholson. It's a black and white. And white. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Jack
1: Nicholson plays the dental patient. In Does that. he yeah, really? Uh-huh. Well, I
3: was a kid because we would watch this. They had something called Sunrise Theater. Yeah. And it would come up on every Sunday, uh, Saturday morning. And we had an old black and white TV that Mark, my brother and I, uh-huh. would watch. We had it in the hallway upstairs. And we would wake up at 6 o'clock to watch Sunrise Theater. So, yeah.
1: That's interesting. They had it in the morning.
3: Yeah, they did. It was on yeah. Sunrise Theater. And, we uh-huh. would watch, and that was the movie that st- I know there were a bunch of other movies. But that's the one that stuck in my head because I remember that as soon as the plant would eat somebody and then their face would – it was like a big um, – Yeah,
1: Seymour's is a big Venus flytrap kind of yeah. plant. Yeah, and then uh-huh. their
3: – but their face would appear in the plant. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the
1: like it was impression – art. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, it was – you were seeing the, the – Yeah, like the, a sunflower or something. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, see yeah, it yeah. And okay. I'm going, oh, yeah. that would just creep yeah. me out. And I don't – I was very young then, obviously, yeah. so – I don't know how old, but that stuck with me.
1: If Roger Corman was not involved with it, it's it didn't direct it. He's probably involved with it. But it was Jack Nicholson, one of his early. Performances. I didn't realize. Yeah, that that and was he the plays exam. the
3: dental patient
1: in there who loves pain. Goes to the dentist because he loves pain, and please don't stop now and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So that's a good movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Um, and then, of course, there was the musical uh, that was on
3: Broadway and made yeah. later. That and then Steve Martin was in the. They, they did a remake of the movie, right?
1: Yeah, and I think he plays the dentist. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and Bill Murray plays the dental patient in okay. the in the the musical version of it, but yeah, we had uh, something similar growing up in Leland. We had a a Saturday Night movie. It was not hosted. It was just something that would show. They needed the Mad Monk. I'm telling you, it's, it, that <laughs> that would have sold it. It would still be on today. Oh, it they, sure yeah, would, right. you know. It. But watching the same thing, watching black and white movies, and I can remember this was actually uh, pred- uh, predated that. Uh, not to the dawn of time, like you guys like to mention, but it feels <laughs> like that. But in Meridian, I have a distinct memory of seeing a movie. And uh, I could remember one scene from the movie, and it was a guy who had been shot in the forehead. Our babysitter probably should not have allowed us to watch this movie, obviously, because <laughs> it stuck with me. Had been shot in the forehead, and has, has fallen down a flight of steps, and there's a... Uh, Naked Incandescent Bulb. I know naked got you eyes popped Naked Incandescent Bulb. Yeah. yeah, so we were allowed to watch that. Swinging, and it would light him up, you know, so you would see the uh, face, and it was a beautiful shot. And I kept trying to track down that movie, could not find it forever, and I finally found it, and I was in my 40s when I figured out what it was, and it's a movie called uh, Die, Die, My Darling with uh, Stephanie Powers and uh, Tallulah Bankhead. Wow. And I've watched it since then, I'm going... This is something that scared me. You yeah, know, you watch it now and you go, "This is not scary at all." But that's just, there's just a, a, a great appeal to me in those old uh, those movies. Some of them can be
3: quite you know scary. Well, that's why they you know that's why they say children shouldn't watch this. Yeah, you know, because we're very impressionable. I'm sure if I watched that Jack Nicholson movie now, it wouldn't oh. be anything to it.
1: Yeah, it's a comedy. I mean, yeah. they, but. Uh, but it is. Uh, any other movies that stand out too? Do you remember what movie you hosted? What movies you showed while you were there? You said Christopher they Lee. They were all
3: Christopher Lee movies, yeah. as far as I remember. I mean, yeah. they ran a lot of those. You know, yeah, he, he played everything.
1: Well, he was Dracula. Mm-hmm. He was Frankenstein. I, mean, I he think was, in the know, Dracula was. Yeah, what we were I think doing. the one that you, if I remember the YouTube video, and I just watched it, so I should remember that. But y'all, in the YouTube video, it doesn't show the whole. whole right,
3: video. we just show a little little piece of it.
1: Okay, I want some behind the scenes stuff, mm-hmm. that. The Monk. You talked about the, the set production. Uh, Production and uh, and how you had to move that so what did you have i know there were a couple of uh faux brick walls
3: mm-hmm. stone walls right and uh, they rolled those in you know, they okay. just built the set and then they rolled those together so did you the... shoot
1: this on what was usually the news set yeah okay
3: it was well it at that point they were shooting they were doing commercials in there they okay. were doing commercials different stuff okay but they, again they had to have that space for the news uh-huh. well, they had to have they had to have somewhere to roll the news set okay gotcha. and this was in the way and so that's when they told me, you know, if it went for that stinking news at Fox 17, you know, maybe still the Mad Monk. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they just... <laughs> so so it was thankful for yeah, the... thank thing. God for that. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was two pieces, and uh-huh. they just, they stacked them, they rolled them into the back okay. of the room together, and then they rolled them out and just put them in a V. Now, did you, you
1: have know? to help build that set?
3: No, I don't, okay. I don't think I had anything to do with the set. Okay, so they built that... I told them what I
1: wanted. Yeah, I said, so I'm you kind of specked out what you mm-hmm. wanted and, and kind of came up with the whole backstory, which is brilliant. I love that. Um. Uh, and they would roll this in and out. And I could see based on the set how that might take up some storage space to oh, do. Yeah. Now you could do it all as y'all are doing CG with yeah, the green screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So which is gonna lead me to my next pitch, which it needs to be we need to have a mad monk movie. A min- <laughs> We, we've got the people. We know the people that can make that happen. The I Mad think it's, Monk yeah, movie. Yeah, I think the Mad Monk movie needs uh, to happen. Uh,
3: well, I've still got the costume. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you've grown I've, it to the role. I've still got the uh, the uh, the head, the uh, the whole thing. I've still got everything. he's still got his head, I've, ladies and gentlemen. I've still got yeah. the makeup thing that do I do. You really? Yeah. It's,
1: now, did you do a nose and? Pr- yeah, I did yeah. nose. Uh-huh. And
3: I've still got all that stuff. I never threw it away because I knew one day somebody would come back and say, sense. "We're going to do a Mad, Mad, Mad Monk movie. movie." That's it. This is that day. <laughs> this
1: is that day. Uh, one other thing I need to ask. And this is. You know, all right, as the host, do you sit there and do you actually watch the whole movie or is that edited in?
3: No, that's edited in. I mean, oh, we, we what just a did, disappointment. I nah, know we did. Yeah. Well, I would watch it when it ran. Oh, you so know? you did
1: actually do that. I, I was because yeah. yeah. you know, you look at the scenes, you know, and, and what the YouTube video has on it is is just uh, the Benedictine part. So you'll see a little bit of, of uh, a scene before. Uh, he speaks before he comes back, uh, I guess right before you went to commercial right? and then coming out of the commercial break before you would lead it into the thing. And you would generally comment on what was either yeah, happening knew. or about to happen. And exactly. yeah, so, so uh,
3: they would sit down, I would say, look, I want to know what, I want to know what I'm, you know, what I'm coming out of. Mm-hmm. And so they would show me the last two or three minutes of it. And then I would just make something up and comment on it. And okay. Then, and then they'd show me what we were going into and I would make, you know, so we just sort of did it on the fly. Yeah. Well, that was, and and I guess edited
1: all by the television station, mm-hmm. you'd have to And that's another
3: that. thing that got to be a pain in the butt for them, too. Yeah. So it was a bigger production than yeah. they ever thought they were going to get into. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's too bad because it was it was it's quite entertaining, and we'll put a link up on uh, Guys of a Certain Age podcast uh, website. Good. whether you want us to or not. No, no maybe I, maybe. Well, I, I
3: was always embarrassed of, it, and then when they showed this thing, I said, "Well, this is not as bad as I remember." No, I mean, it's, it's actually bad. I'm telling you, but but it's camping. But it,
1: it fits that genre, mm. which is uh, you know some t- people, like I said, took themselves way too seriously with it. But the people like Elvira, you know, yeah. obviously understands the camp appeal of it. Not that that's her only appeal, really? but understands the <laughs> it's understands the cleavage, yeah understand and but you know works all that to her her benefit oh yeah uh but understands the camp of it and has a wonderful sense of humor about it and that's what this did too and i think that could you know like i said uh it's it's definitely something you should not at all feel ashamed of well i appreciate that. Uh, I, right? <laughs> I don't know if i don't know if i'm the be best judge of it. It, but <laughs> yeah I, no I, I always i think it's just great I'm, I'm glad i finally got to see it and certainly appreciate your time here today to talk about it again i want to plug your show pod goats how do they get to that podgoats.com.
3: And hey, that's find easy. Us, you know, yeah, they can find us anywhere on, and you know, Apple, wherever. Wherever, wherever find podgoats podcast podcast <laughs> or, or aired or whatever. Yeah. yeah, well, that's great. Thank you, Art. I yeah, thanks.
1: That. This has been fun being here in the haunted cabin. I, I hope i make it out if you're alive. You probably won't. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and in the meantime, folks, we'll see you next time. Uh, join us again on Guys of a Certain Age. Talk to you later.